this is Gracefully Pruned by Formerly Mara. Hey, thanks for tuning in. This is Gracefully Pruned by Formerly Mara. And today I'm really excited to share with you a few thoughts that I've been thinking about. Um, and I actually shared this not too long ago with a few friends. Um, and I... I Look forward to hearing your thoughts. Let me know what you think about these things. But first of all, you know what? I want to apologize for the last two episodes. So I'm really new at this. And apparently, I didn't consider the background noise. And I realized that my editing skills are horrible. <laughs> so the last uh, episode that you may have heard painfully so uh it sounded very choppy and it was good material it was good content so um oops please forgive me give me some grace <laughs> all right so you know guys that I love jotting down quotes that I hear from people those nuggets of goodness that I say and uh there's one that kind of stood out to me. I went to a conference not too long ago and the conference uh, was about what happens when you hold on to shame, hold on to fear, hold on to feeling unworthy. And it was a great conference, but there was one line that kind of stood out and um, it, it was part of the theme it was like a sub theme uh, uh, and but the sub thing is sub theme was what spoke to me and um this um the speaker said when you cry out to the lord show your armpits and i, I wrote it down because it was memorable and i'm going to tie in well, I think I always do the quote with what I'm speaking about because for me, that quote, when you cry out to the Lord, show your armpits, it is a visual representation of what happens when you completely surrender. When you say, Lord, I can't with this. The burden's too heavy. When you acknowledge who he is, you know, um, and depending on how your arms are positioned, you are either offering yourself or you are praising, you know, and I just thought it, it, I just thought that it was a wonderful representation of what true surrender looks like. However, surrender for all of us can look differently. We all know that God knows the heart and some of us are soft-spoken. Some of us worship the Lord with all our might and gusto. Um, and some others, we it, to some, it may seem like we're holding back. But oh my gosh, you know, we are weeping within. And uh, we are worshiping within. And so it could look differently. And in the Bible, there's one lady in uh, uh, 1 Samuel chapter 1. Hannah, wonderful lady who uh, just persevered. She was consistent in her prayer. She went every year with her husband and the other lady. <laughs> um, 
and they would go up there annually to to worship God and uh, give him the sacrifice, you know. Uh, but there was an issue. Um, Hannah, she was burnt, um, burdened with barrenness. She uh, did not have the privilege of being a mom. And um, back then in biblical times, and even now in some cultures, not having the uh, opportunity to carry a child and then go through labor um, can be very demeaning. Uh, your worth is is minimized. And um, so she would go every year and just, you know, cry out to the Lord. And in this instance, she was, you know, um, showing her armpits, but it, w- it was a different way. She was just you know, uh, moving her lips really, really fast and just having this passionate, silent prayer. And so Eli, who uh, was, I think he was a dormant spiritual person. I mean, Eli's a different story. We'll talk about him another time. But um, he, in his super spiritual um, statured, I guess, he became a a judge and he was judging her. He thought uh, Hannah was drunk and, you know, and he was reprimanding her. And she's like, wait a minute, I, I, you know, I don't drink. I, I haven't been drinking. I'm just hurting and I'm crying out to God. I have this need. And in verse 11, she says that she her prayer was, Lord of hosts, if you indeed look on the affliction of your handmaid and earnestly remember and not forget your handmaid, but will give me a son, I will give to the Lord all his life. No razor shall touch his head. That's what she was praying and that's what Eli noticed. You know, she was just moving her lip, but it was a passionate prayer. And her prayer described God. Uh, She said, Lord of hosts. She acknowledged that he's all powerful, that he can hear and see. And she requested a specific blessing and made a promise with the Lord. I'll give them back to you, Father. And um, I just love that story. And obviously, God remembered her and God opened her womb and she was able to have a beautiful baby who who that story is another one we should be talking about. The other quote that I want to talk about is um, a sermon I recently heard and um, it talks about uh, the quote. Let me see if I, I have it right here. I'm thinking about the sound, so I'm so paranoid now. (laughs) My apologies if you heard the paper shuffle. (laughs) On the other side of the pain, there is glory. That's one. And a godly burden makes you take action. That's a third quote. So the second, on the other side of the pain, there is glory. And the following, a godly burden makes you take action. And so this sermon that I listened to recently was about Nehemiah, how he heard 
this uh, bad news about Jerusalem and the wall not being built and that the people who were charged with this task were not doing anything. And, you know, he he just wept. He, he mourned, really. And, and after that, he just took action by praying constantly, daily over this situation. And through that, God put a, a fire in his belly to do something and God gave him the plan and the opportunity to speak with the king and um, God just anointed him with the right words to say with the plan and um, you know uh, in Nehemiah verse 4 through uh, yes chapter 1 of Nehemiah verse 4 through 10 describes the prayer that Nehemiah had and he also you know, acknowledge God of who he is, that he has ears and eyes to see. And and he also, here he confessed, he asked God to forgive him and the people for, for turning their backs away from the Lord. And But he also recalled scripture and rem- recalled the goodness that God has um, and the promises that God made for the people. And he finished his prayer with a, a blessing. And so it's just uh, a great examples of what we can do when we have so many burdens, whether it's a personal burden of <clears throat> barrenness, maybe it's, you know, uh, rejection, maybe it's um, um, finances, marriage issues, children issues, um, church issues, work issues, all of those uh problems if we were just to cry out to the Lord and show our armpits, you know, and and in our prayer and in our cry, it's just it's not a complaining session. It's it's a time where we acknowledge who he is and also identify what the problem is. And if we've sinned, we confess it, we act we ask him to forgive us. And we remember, we recall his word. Not that he doesn't know, but I think he loves when to hear when we know what he what he's said before. And I think through that, God just opens doors, you know. And while you are praying and submitting, um, I think you have to walk in in that anticipation. I, I think I mentioned that before that you you have to have that confidence that faith that God God has it under control and um, there's another quote that I wanted to talk about um, not too long ago I went to visit uh, some friends I recently met, they're farmers, and I went to see their strawberry, raspberry, and um, rhubarb farm, <laughs> and it was quite fun, it was quite fun to see, um, but it was humbling of the the work and the dedication that they have, and Yes, it was fun looking at, at the chickens and the cows <laughs> and the pigs and just being in a farm. But I noticed that it's a, 
farm work is not easy and their faith is so evident. You know, they they rely, they do the work, but they rely and trust on the Lord that God is going to provide the rain. He's going to provide this, this, the sun, the light, the sunlight and just the right conditions. But they explained to me, you know, that they have to be alert all the time, looking to make sure that there isn't any weeds, pulling out the weeds, um, making sure that um, there isn't any diseases brewing on, on the plants, any insects that need to be removed that are contaminating the the field. So it's just constant work. And then obviously the harvest season is a lot of work and um, it's just work nonstop. But um, as they were showing me their strawberry patch, they, they stayed um, staring at one section and they mentioned that that was their miracle patch. And I said, well, how, how's that? So started saying that in the beginning of the season, all the plants were growing, they looked healthy. And then suddenly, all of them, all of them were dying. And this is a, a their smallest patch, but I think it had about 15 rows, <laughs> uh, long rows of, of plants, strawberry plants. And she said, all of a sudden, there was no explanation. Um, and they were hurting because prior to that, they had a different situation take place. And they were just com- coming out of uh, recovering from that previous situation. And here comes another thing. Bam! The plants are, are dying. That's income. You know, and that's time and energy that they have to deal with. And this is a quote that she mentioned. All you could do is cry out to the Lord. When there's nothing to do, all you could do is cry out to the Lord. And they cried out and they prayed and they they acknowledged the Lord, his power and his might. And they asked him to revive the plans. And God did hear them. And his answer was not what they anticipated. But yet they were still grateful. 100% of the plants did not come back fully. But they were so grateful for the 20. And they were especially grateful that those that work with them during the summer, which are primarily teenagers, saw their faith. And so what happens when an issue rises up suddenly? It showed these youth what a Christian really does. And so they knew that, that, that this experience was going to impart something to these uh, youth that they hire each summer. And the beauty of it all is that the reason it's called the Miracle Patch is because those youth named it so. So 
I, you know, I, I think that's what I wanted to share today, that if there is an issue that you are burdened with, we have to learn to pray. And it's just not a one-time thing because I acknowledge that that happens to me. I can pray for something or someone maybe once, twice, three times. And then you just kind of withhold. And we have to be persistent like Hannah, like Nehemiah, who just kept on praying and praying until that opportunity, that door was open. And um, so let's all encourage each other to to come to the Lord and just acknowledge Him, remind Him of the promises He's made to us. If there's a, a covenant, a promise that you want to make with Him, you know, um, first of all, think about that really, really good and make sure that you follow through. But um, know that when you cry out, there might be someone that's looking at you that may, you know, you may be dealing with a situation and your children may be looking at you and they see you praising God in the service with all your heart. But when a trial comes, that is when your faith is really declared to those around you. So something to think about, um, something to meditate about and really get a grip on this. But yeah, so that's, that's the topic for today. I hope you're blessed. And always remember that um, when you cry out to the Lord, show your armpits. All right, I'll talk to you later. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to Gracefully Pruned by Formerly Mata. Keep on abiding, keep seeking God, His Word, and activate obedience. Until next time.